Jesus is the seed. What he speaks is the seed. He himself was the first seed to be broken and died so that there can be other seeds. When he, the seed, speaks the seed of his word into our hearts and we receive it as good soil, the next step for us is to die. But what dies? The corruptible seed dies so that the incorruptible seed can live. You are a seed. The true who you are has been dormant until the day that you were born of God. The day that you said yes to Jesus. Yes, you are the Christ. I believe it. And you fell in love with God. Is the day when your true self came alive. When that seed heard the seed of the seed and became alive. Welcome to the Love Key Church podcast, where we share our church's message of the week. My name is Heinz Winkler, and together with my wife, children, and our leadership team, we host Love Key Church here in Somerset West, online, and on this podcast. It is our mission to help you to encounter God, align with His purposes, reign in life, and help others to do the same. We trust that you will find this message empowering, encouraging, and inspiring. Please share it with your friends and family and write a review for us. And a huge thank you goes out to those who have already done so. May you be thoroughly blessed as you listen to this message. Man, I love church. I love being here. I love being with you guys. I get excited about coming to church and doing church. And I hope it's the same for all of you, but at least most of you. (laughs) That was an uncomfortable giggle. You're excited to be here. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to speak it over you. All right. <laughs> okay. I'm excited about this word because I can honestly tell you it's not me. It's God just being amazing. And um, I trust that together with me, you will make your heart good soil to receive this seed of Jesus, of God, of the Father, so that it will have a great harvest. And that's actually the title of our message today. We are busy with a series called Tethered, a relationship series. And our title for today is Seed. And our spoiler alert, it's about our relationship with our earthly father and how that can affect our relationship with our Heavenly Father. And um, my hope for today is that we will see from the Word of God where we actually come from, who we actually are, and that we will get to that place where we can live from that place, which gives us the strength, the supernatural ability to forgive and set free um, the fathers on earth that may have hurt us in some way and the wounds that we may be walking with. It's, it's, in a way, I'm, what I'm trusting for is that we will lift our eyes from the wounds and the hurts and the lies, lift it up to God, the Father. And as we do that, that the healing will take place and the wholeness will come. Does that make sense? All right. My wife said I must stop saying, does that make sense? But I just, I just need some kind of response from you. Must I rather say, Amen. Good. But then you have to say amen back. Otherwise, I'm going to say, does it make sense? Because I actually mean that. It's not just something I say. I, I, wanted, I want you to know what it means. That's why I asked that question. Verstande. All right. John. <laughs> Our series scripture is John 15 from verse 1 to 4. It says, I am the true vine and my father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he, the Father, takes away. And every branch that bears fruit, he, the Father, prunes that it may bear more fruit. You are already clean because of the word which I have spoken to you. Abide in me and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine. Neither can you unless you abide in me. How many of you know that before there's a branch and a vine, 
before there's a vine and a branch, there's a seed that needs to... Okay, so just keep that in mind as we get into this. I'm going to read quite a few pieces of scripture to you. And I want you to focus on the word seed in all these scriptures. And then I'm going to trust Holy Spirit that he will keep leading me to make this clear to all of us and that you will also catch this revelation of how these things are all connected in such a beautiful way. All right, are you ready? Good. John 12 from verse 20. It says, Now there were Greek, certain Greeks among those who came to worship at the feast. All right, so this is happening right after Jesus had his triumphal entry on the donkey into Jerusalem. We have this scene. So the disciples are together with Jesus, and there's these two Greeks that come up who wants to sell him something. I'm kidding. They want, <laughs> they want, to, they want to speak to Jesus. So they, it says, they came to Philip, who was from Bethsaida sorry, of Galilee, and asked him, saying, Sir, we wish to see Jesus. Philip came and told Andrew, and, and in turn, Andrew and Philip told Jesus. So they have a little system. Um, but Jesus answered them, saying, The hour has come that the Son of Man should be glorified. Do you remember the King of Glory? We spoke about it at Easter. Most assuredly, I say to you, Unless a grain of wheat falls into the ground and dies, some translations say a seed falls into the ground and dies, it remains alone. But if it dies, it produces much grain. He who loves his life will lose it. And he who hates his life in this world will keep it for eternal life. If anyone serves me, let him follow me. And where I am, there my servant will be also. If anyone serves me, him my father will honor. Can you see how this language is very similar to John 14, John 15, John 16 that we've been working through? Can you see that? All right. Let's skip to 1 John 5, verse 1 to 5. Whoever believes that Jesus is the Christ, whoever believes that Jesus is the Christ, is born of God. What does Christ mean? It means the anointed one. The anointed one to be the Messiah, to be the Savior. So whoever believes that Jesus is the Christ is born of God. And everyone who loves him, who begot, also loves him, who is begotten of him. That just means that if you love God, you love all the children of God. We, when we love God, sorry, but this is how we know that we love the children of God. When we love God and keep his commandments. For this is the love of God, that we keep his commandments. You've heard me say that a lot. And his commandments are not burdensome. For Whatever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that has overcome the world, our faith. It started out by saying, whoever believes that Jesus is the Christ, that takes faith, faith and belief. Whoever believes that Jesus uh, will overcome the world. But he who believes that, sorry, who is he who overcomes the world? But he who believes that Jesus is the Son of God. Okay, Colossians 1.18, he's speaking of Jesus and his absolute preeminence. He says, and he is the head of the body, the church, who is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in all things he may have the preeminence. Remember we did a, a series on first and we spoke about the firstborn and how Jesus is the firstborn from the dead. What does Jesus say about a grain? It has to die. Okay. Mark 4, 13 to 14. And he said to them, said to them, this is now the parable of the sower. I'm going to read it from two pieces of scripture. It's going to sound very similar, but I want you to read to, to read this with me. This is Jesus preaching using a parable. And he said to them, Do you not understand this parable? He's just told them the parable about the sower. How then will you understand all the parables? 
The sower sows the word. Jesus is explaining to them what he just told them. I'm not going to read the whole sowing story. You, you, most of you will know it. There's a sower that sows seeds. Some falls on rocky ground. Some falls between the thorns and the thistle. Some form on hard ground. and Some fall in good soil. This is the part that we need to hear. Mark 4 verse 20. But these are the ones sown on good ground. Those who hear the word, accept it, and bear fruit. Some 30-fold, some 60, and some 100. How many of you want to see a 100-fold multiplication in your life? Amen? That is when you take the word, accept it, when you hear it, accept it, and bear fruit. All right. Think back on the vine, our main verse. If you don't bear fruit, you are cut off. All right. Matthew 13, 18 to 19, and then verse 23 as well. Therefore, hear the parable of the sower. When anyone hears the word of the kingdom, there it is again. What is the seed? The word of the kingdom. That is the seed. And does not understand it. Then the wicked one comes and snatches away what was sown in the heart. This is he who received seed by the wayside. So he's explaining that. But, this is the part I want to get to, but he who received seed on the good ground is he who hears the word and understands it, who indeed bears fruit and produces some hundredfold, some sixty, some thirty. So Matthew takes it from hundred down to thirty. Mark said thirty, sixty, hundred. Interesting. But the point is, the, the word that is in good soil is the word that was heard understood, acted upon, and it, bore, it, bear, it bears fruit, all right? 1 Peter 1 from verse 22. Since you have purified your souls in obeying the truth through the Spirit, in sincere love of the brethren, everyone born of God loves God and loves His people, love one another fervently with a pure heart, having been born again. He's saying, you are purified, you are born again. Now listen to this. Not of corruptible seed, but incorruptible. Through the word of God, which lives and abides forever. Because, listen to this, all flesh, this physical body that we have, all flesh is as grass. And all the glory of man as the flower of the grass the grass withers and the flower falls away. But the word of the Lord, the seed, lives and endures forever. Can you see that? Does it make sense? Okay. Now, this is the word by which the gospel was preached to you. Let's go to Galatians 3. Verse 26, you are all sons of God through faith in Jesus Christ, similar to 1 John 5. For as many of you as were baptized into Christ, abide in me, have put on Christ. There is neither Greek nor Jew, slave or free, neither male nor female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. And if you are Christ's, then, remember my whole thing about if then, if you are Christ's, then you are Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. What promise? The covenant promise that God made with Abraham. What was that promise? I will make your children as many as the sand on the seashore and the stars in the sky. Was that just the Jewish people that would come from Abraham? No. When we read this, we can know it is everyone who comes to Christ and dies to themselves and come alive in Christ. You see that? Awesome. All right. 
Now, all of this that I'm going to say now to you, God is still putting together in my mind. I have drawn mind maps. Because this, this is so good and so overwhelming. And I'm, I'm, still, I'm still wrestling with how it all fits together. But I'm going to try and break open to you what is happening with all these scriptures. So, let us all think of the fact that we are all here and alive because somewhere at some point, your daddy and your mommy got busy. There was a seed from the father that impregnated the woman, her egg, and the good soil. And there was uh, conception and life started, physical life. That seed from your earthly father, the Bible tells us that is corruptible seed. What does the word corruptible mean? If you break it up, it means able to be corrupted. So the seed from which we come in the physical is seed that is able to be corrupted. That's where we come from, okay? But we also read in the Word of God that when he speaks to Jeremiah, in Jeremiah 1, he says, Jeremiah 1.5, Before I formed you, I knew you. What does that mean? It can only mean that our spirit being, that who we actually really are, has at some point, was outside of time in communion with our Father. And if you read Acts 17, I think it's 26, it says that God ordained the time, the places for people to be born in certain times and certain places. But He knows you before you are formed. This and many other scriptures should convince every person that calls themselves a Christian that abortion is murder. And it is not of God and can never be acceptable among God's people. I'm talking in general. I know that there are extreme medical conditions, but even then it's a serious question because you're taking life into your own hands. But in general, this whole thing of it's convenient, like what is that about? Life is in God's hands. And he decides. So we have a physical seed where we come from. But then we can also know that there must have been a seed that planted our spirit being. All right? So Jesus says, and he's talking about himself and what he has to go through. He says, unless a grain of wheat falls to the ground, and dies, it remains alone. Now, what I'm getting from that is that Jesus predicted what was about to happen. He's going to fall to the ground. He's going to humble himself. And that's what we see in the Garden of Gethsemane. He humbles himself before the Father and says, If you can take this cup from me, please do that. Yet not my will be done, but your will be done. He submits. He falls to the ground. But even then, if he didn't die, he would remain alone. Alone meaning no followers, no other brothers. The Bible says he's the firstborn from the dead. And it also says he's the firstborn of many brothers. For him to be born from the dead, he had to die. So he goes and as a grain of wheat, as a seed, he dies. And the harvest is what we see today around the world with billions of people who know about Jesus and many that serve him wholeheartedly. And that started when Jesus fell to the ground and let him as a seed do that. 
And then we, but we also read his parable of, of the sower. And we know from these scriptures, he says it himself, the seed is the word. Now, what do we read in John 1? And in 1 John 1. In the beginning was the word, and the word was God, and the word was with God. The seed of life. When you, read, when you read Hebrews and Colossians 1, you see that it says, Nothing was made that was made that was not made from, to, and for Jesus Christ. If you draw that to in the beginning was the seed, the seed of life. Now, before time began, if you read Ephesians 1, it says, before the foundations of the earth was formed, he knew us, he called us, he predestined us. How was that possible? <laughs> my, my little human brain... Can, 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 can start to kind of fathom that because he was there, the word, the seed of all life, that he was the seed that planted us as spirit beings. Okay? So, Jesus describes himself as a seed he is the seed when he speaks the word, he speaks himself. When we choose to make our hearts good soil, the word that speaks the word, in other words, the seed that brings the seed of life to our spirit being, that is still, listen to this, you are born of corruptible seed. You grow up. Life throws stuff at you. The enemy is coming to kill, steal, and destroy you. Your physical body that comes from your corruptible seed takes shots. Your soul, which is your heart, mind, and will, gets shots. It gets hurt. Mostly for most people by your father on earth. By him not being there or being a bad father abusive or whatever it might be and maybe it's another male role model in your life that did the damage but there's also always some kind of father figure that messed up and now you are in this corruptible body with a corruptible soul that's just trying to survive but that is not who you really are you are that spirit being that God knew before time began, that incorruptible seed. But how do we get there? I'm now, this body, this soul has traveled through life and it's been beaten up and bruised and hurt. It's full of shame and guilt, regret. How, how, what do I do about that? When you hear the word of God, the seed of the word of God, when it comes into you, you hear it, you understand it, and you let it bear fruit. What happens? Your spirit comes alive. That seed that was dormant gets germinated some of you don't get it it's okay I'm still getting it myself when Jesus see these things are so interconnected it's freaking beautiful Jesus is the seed what he speaks is the seed he himself was the first seed to be 
broken and died so that there can be other seeds. When he, the seed, speaks the word, the seed of his word into our hearts and we receive it as good soil, the next step for us is to die. But what dies? The corruptible seed dies. So that the incorruptible seed can live. You are a seed. The true who you are has been dormant until the day that you were born of God. The day that you said yes to Jesus. Yes, you are the Christ. I believe it. And you fell in love with God. Is the day when your true self came alive. When that seed heard the seed of the seed and became alive. I've got a nice bun for you. The seed of life proceeds from the seed of life. <laughs> That's a banner, baby. So what I feel God wants to break open to us today, and it actually when I was preparing last night, I was sitting <laughs> trying to get all this down, and then I tried to put, do the slides, and I, every five minutes I realized I'm sleeping. <laughs> I need to wake up. But what, what I realized as I was preparing is that this is another way of saying what Prof. Gary preached on yesterday. The men who were there will maybe start pulling these threads together. Because it's such a beautiful way of showing us how God sees us, the Father, and who He is. And I'm not going to spoil it. I'm going to ask Him to come and preach it here. But... This is what I believe God wants to show us. We need to know that we are not this. Yes, he gave it to us for a reason. And the soul that you have, the emotions you have, the will that you have, the temperament that you have, they are, that's part of, of what you were given, yes. But at your core, that is not who you are. And what happens to us, and this is why we're talking about relationships, because the relationship that influenced the most people the most is their fathers. The wounds that we carry from our fathers are the most damaging wounds that we can have. Why? Because fathers in God's design are supposed to be a model of God the Father. So a father in the house is supposed to love his children like God loves his children. He's supposed to model God. I remember when Leon was just a few weeks old, we, we heard of friends of ours whose baby was a few months old and she just stopped breathing in her crib, crib death or whatever you want to call it. And immediately I felt the enemy say to me, that's going to happen to your boy. And we, we made the mistake. We tried, we tried so hard not to be typical first-time parents, but in some ways we failed. And one of the ways was we got one of those baby monitors that do everything. Measure heart rate, measure breath rate. And this freaking thing was beeping every five minutes. So I didn't sleep. I was up every five minutes. <gasps> no, he's fine. What the... <laughs> My wife and I had these two, three a.m. moments in the morning. Did you feed the child? Yes, I fed the child. <laughs> we are not at our best at three in the morning with no sleep. But in that moment, because, and this now, I've, I already have this thing in my head. And now the enemy comes and says, that's going to happen to your boy. And I thank God for being in a church environment where I was discipled and taught what to do to take every thought captive in the name of Jesus Christ and I said in that moment no Satan I take this thought captive 
and I turn to God. Lord, what do you say about my child? And you know what he said? He asked me a question. Will you give your, your boy to me or do you want to have an Abram Isaac moment? I said, no, no. I don't want to do either. Is there an option C, maybe? <laughs> and in that moment, I prayed probably one of the hardest prayers of my life. And I said, okay. He's firstly your boy. He's your boy. And I'm blessed. I'm blessed to get to raise him as a steward. And from that night, I slept like a baby. <laughs> and he slept better as well. <laughs> but it's because I turned from what this flesh wanted to what my spirit knew to be true. And I mean, I can tell you many stories like that. Before we even had him, the struggles we had. Wanting children, God giving me a picture in 2005, I have three boys and a daughter. I knew this before we were married. God gave me a word. I stood on that word. Even when they told us there's less than a 5% chance of you falling pregnant naturally. We were like, thank you for the medical advice, but my God said, and we became pregnant. But then we had a miscarriage. And God had to take us through that as well. And because we were faithful and we stuck it out and we didn't let our flesh do the speaking, our corruptible seed do the speaking, but we let the incorruptible seed that God put in us do the speaking. That's because, that's why we were able to go through. And because we were part of a local church and they were praying with us and helping us through it. All of that, God's plan. Why am I saying all of this? Because he and my children and your children are firstly of the seed of God. Yes, my physical seed produced my boy. But that's corruptible. It is able to be corrupted. If I, and that was, sorry, I wanted to say that. That's why I wanted to say that. After I made that decision to give him to Jesus, I felt God say to me, you, he said to me, you are your boy's first impression of me. Man, that's a lot of pressure. And I, I, I fail often. And I've gone to my boys and I've apologized to them when I lose my mind and do things I shouldn't do. But when God told me that, he also told me, don't worry. <laughs> it's not by your strength. It's by my strength. Because your corruptible seed died when you gave your life to me. And now you're filled with the incorruptible seed. And you are filled with me, my son Jesus, and the Holy Spirit. And by that power, you can model me to your child. So I was freaked out the one moment and then completely settled and full of peace. And God said, it's not up to you. <laughs> Just stay close to me. And that is ultimately what us as fathers need to do. Let us not be the father. So there's two messages wrapped up in this. The one is, if you sit with a father wound today, I want you to know that your freedom is on the other side of being born of God and becoming the incorruptible seed that you are supposed to be. And when you have that knowledge, you can know that you are free of the corruptible seed that birthed you in the physical. Which means you can look at your father, whether he's passed away or whether he is here still, and you can look at him and go, that wasn't the original plan. I forgive you because you probably had a dad that because of corruptible seed hurt you and broke you and now you are broken. And broken people break other people. 
Hurt people hurt other people. So your hurt was carried over to me, but in the name of Jesus Christ, I declare that in my generation, this stops. Because from here on, we will be of incorruptible seed. Amen? So that's the one message. The second message is to the fathers in the room and to the sons in the room who will become fathers. It is up to us to father the children that God has given us to steward. To father it according to His ways. And the good news is you can because He is in you. If He is not in you, we can sort that out and lead you to Jesus I am giving you the word that is the seed that will help you to die to yourself and come alive in Christ so that you can be the incorruptible seed that you need to be. Amen? This is so much better than what your faces are telling me. Yo, God is good. I may, I may do a, a second service on this, a sequel, yeah, not a prequel. Let us stand and let us respond to this word of God. I am, I'm so excited about this, so grateful for God's word that comes alive like this. I want to remind us of this scripture. 1 Peter 1. Since you have purified your souls in obeying the truth through the Spirit in sincere love of the brethren, love one another fervently with a pure heart, having been born again, not of corruptible seed, but incorruptible, through the Word of God, which lives and abides forever. Amen. Galatians 3 is 26. For you are all sons and daughters of God through faith in Christ Jesus. For as many of you as were baptized into Christ have put on Christ. And if you are Christ's, then you are Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. That is who you are. If you are here today, I'm not going to tell you to close the eyes because if you are real and if this is a real conviction, you won't care what people think. If you're here today and you realize, man, I'm still stuck in corruptible seed, meaning I have not given my life to Christ. I am not born of God. If that's you here today, you realize that you want to make a decision to say, yes, I want that. The word, the seed that was planted has, has had a harvest and that harvest is my soul. And I want to give my life to Christ today. If that's you, please raise your hand. Please raise your hands. Anyone like that? Online? Anyone? Amen. Brother, you want to come to the front? Let's give Brother Raymond a big hand. Thank you, Jesus. Okay, he's broken the ice. Anyone else? Anyone else? All right. Then I want to make a call on those who realized as I was speaking today, that you are still stuck on father wounds. The, the corruptible seed was, because it was able to be corrupted, the enemy took his chance. He took that wound that your father caused in your life. And he came and he lied to you about who you are. He said, you are not worthy. You're not good enough. You have no future. Whatever it might be. I sense that one of the lies someone here might believe is you will never be wealthy. You're not able to be good with finances. Some of us have made inner vows. I will never be like my father. And then you end up being exactly like your father. God wants to break those things today. He wants to come and free you of these things. Come on, yes, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I want to ask some of the ushers just to come to the front as well. Harvey, Stian, Trikas, JJ, let's just stand closer. Um, Cindy, can you also come for the ladies, please? Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father.
Yes, come to the front. It's still open. Come. If you want to come, come now. Come now. Thank you, Jesus. 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 All right. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. The Holy Spirit is so tangible in this place. Lives are being changed. Lives are being changed today. Forever, for good. Amen. All right. I want all of us to pray together with Raymond here. Say after me. Lord Jesus, today I choose to receive the seed of your word and to let it have a good harvest in my life. Thank you for your word that sets free. Thank you for the truth of your gospel. I receive it today. Thank you that through you, I am born of God and are now of incorruptible seed. Holy Spirit, bless me, strengthen me, fill me and lead me to live my life for you. I lay me down, I die to myself, and I come alive for you, in you, forever. In Jesus' name I pray, amen and amen. Let's give God a praise offering for Raymond. Anyone else who prayed that today? All right, let's, let's close our eyes and let's focus on Jesus. He is the author and the finisher of our faith. The incorruptible seed, the original. (laughs) Lord, I know. I don't know the specifics, but I know. Everyone here today is sitting with some kind of hurt, disappointment, rejection, abandonment because of what a father did or didn't do whether he was physically there or not. And Lord, we sit with these wounds that are so real. They're so stuck to our corruptible seed. Lord, I just pray right now, Holy Spirit, that you come upon each of these beautiful souls that you will reveal to them who they are in spirit, incorruptible seeds, living seeds, planned before time began, in community with you, the Father, before time began. I thank you right now that you help them to see if they have given their lives to you, they are of incorruptible seed. And that trumps the corruptible seed where they come from. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Just minister to them, Holy Spirit. Minister to them. Help them to realize that whatever brokenness they experienced was because of a broken father. Help them to decide today that the cycle ends here. From here on out, we will live from our incorruptible seed, truth in Christ Jesus. And my children will know my God because I will live as an imitator of God in my house. pray this together Lord Jesus thank you for your word I receive it as truth my heart is good soil let your word have its full harvest 
I come from a corruptible seed in this physical body. But today I know and today I choose to be the real me, the incorruptible seed that you made me to be. Holy Spirit, with the strength that you give me, Jesus with the authority that you've given me I choose today to forgive my father I choose today to set him free in the name of Jesus Christ Amen and Amen come on let's give God a praise offering thank you Jesus Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> God has done a great and powerful thing today. Thank you, Jesus. Yo, I feel like we have to sing a song. Should we sing a song? I have, I have, we have one extra song. Let's do it. Let's just give God praise. Let's give God praise. Splendor of the King, clothed in majesty, let all the earth rejoice. All the earth rejoice. He wraps himself in light, he wraps himself in light. Darkness tries to hide. Darkness tries to hide and trembles at his voice, trembles at his voice. Our great is our God. Sing with me how great is our God. And all will see how great, how great.
seed of Jesus Christ. Amen and amen. We love you. We look forward to seeing you next week. God bless you. Have a great Sunday. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening to the Love Key Church podcast message of the week. I trust that you had a life-changing encounter with God that will help you to align with His purposes so that you can be one step closer to reigning in life. And may you be inspired to share this with others. Have a great week and remember to listen again next week or you can catch us live online or come visit us in person. May God bless you and keep you. Make His face shine upon you and be gracious to you and your loved ones. God bless you. Bye-bye.